Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstars. Dark Web Superstars. Dark Web episode number three. clear uh superstars just went on peacock did it okay good because this uh dark web episode cut out all the sean mooney parts yes yeah i was very upset so i was like well maybe i can fill it in i'll just watch the sean mooney parts and see what what, what we missed on peacock and you know they just they, they, they give and they take <laughs> like they only have they're what they're calling season three. Oh god and it's kind of like the last 12 episodes that they had before like when it's on the network mm-hmm. they had like about, I don't know, two or three years worth? Yes. Well, it's the last year. Oh, okay. It's two years in the future from where we are right now. So it's like 90, 95. Okay, so we still have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, I was very upset when they took the Sean Mooney's out of this because I thought I would get some good uh, promos uh, to watch. But there weren't too many promos this week because our dark web person here uh, cut them out. Snipped them out. But it is, uh, oh, well, I'm I'm fan. I'm Dom, and uh, we're here on the dark web trying to relive the uh, youthful 90s, early morning, Saturday morning syndicated wrestling shows. We got uh, Superstars, which used to be on the WWE Network, not on the network anymore, finally back on Peacock, but they don't have uh, the same episodes like uh, where we started, so... We have trolled the web, and uh, mm-hmm. Than found some guy who put them all up. <laughs> yes, we had this this gentleman who put up all these episodes coming to us from Boston, straight off of uh, old v- VHS tapes. Oh, it's uh, like great. Like, the tracking's off. It's awesome. Yeah. The tracking's <laughs> off. The sound is, like, all over the place. So, it's you know, we have to decipher through that to to keep this podcast going for a little while until Peacock gets their shit together. So it's August 15th, 1992, uh, and we are still coming to you from the Worcester Centrum in Worcester, Massachusetts. We did have to look that up. Yeah, I didn't know how you knew that. I didn't know if the dark web person just cut out the intros, but he didn't. They're doing mm-hmm. this, the second cold open in a row. Yeah. But it's even more, it's even colder. It's like frigid open. They don't have any graphics about where we are or when we are. Nope. This is polar bear open. Yeah. We had to just guess. Yeah. I said, uh, not even sure what arena we're in. I don't know where we are. Well, I do. I do do a little of uh, research for this show. So I did find that this episode was uh, still in Worcester. It actually took place on July 20th, 1992, but okay. it's airing August 15th, 1992. So it's, yeah. So we got to be almost done with this place. Yes. Is this the fourth week or the third week? Uh, it's either the third or the fourth week. Yes. They figured out how to like not have the crowd dead. Mm-hmm. They uh, opened up with a, with a real match of sorts, like cold open, no intro, boom, we're into the show. And the crowd is probably watching 
one of the matches that they were actually told was going to be on the card. Yeah. We went to a taping. There were three scheduled matches of real guys against real guys. None of those made air. No. They were just for the fans. None of them. Uh, they are all dark. But here we got Bossman versus Skinner. Yeah. So instead of the intro, we got Bossman's music, and he's running in the face of all people, Skinner. Who has nothing going on right now. So this, you know. Yeah, Skinner's like a, a red tight plus. Yeah. He's like a level above, like, Barry Horowitz status yeah. at this point, even though I would say Barry Horowitz could kick this guy's ass. Yeah, Skinner would beat a red tight, but would not be anybody else. Exactly. That, that's his place. Exactly. That's, that's, he, he's already in the ring. Like, he didn't get an entrance. No. Well, Vince is trying to convince us that this is bad news for Boss Man. He's questioning whether or not he should have taken this match. He says he's leaner, and which makes me think the whole reason that they nailed him, mm-hmm. they got him kicked kicked off by nails besides the story and making nails feel like a threat, was maybe he had to either go on the surgery, maybe he was you know, off to lose weight and get into better shape. Mm-hmm. But this is not the worst shape the Boss Man's been in. Like when he got beat up by nails, he was not as big as he was when he was with Akeem. No. When he was with Hakeem, he was huge. He was like yeah. approaching tugboat. We had the many phases of boss man throughout the years. And and uh he's he's in good shape. Uh for, you know, for a guy of his size, he's a big guy, you know, so he can't uh, really get around that. But he's he's definitely leaned down. Uh Vince does make note of that uh, a couple of times during the match. So Yeah, he's a guy that kind of tweaked his gimmick as much as the Undertaker. Yeah. Like, he's a bad cop. He's a good cop. He's a guardian angel. He's a SWAT guy. He's mm-hmm. a brutal cop. I mean, he was able to tweak that gimmick and make it last, you know, a good, what, 15 years? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. He was he was there for, for quite a while. It's, it's, it's notable that Vince mentions that, or, or he tries to allude to, I guess, that Bossman is in this shape because of the beating that he took from nails. <laughs> like, is this... Is this some sort of new diet plan that these guys are going on? <laughs> Nails just beats the pounds right off of them. Exactly. That's what I wasn't sure of. I was like, what's what's going on there? I, I need to be beat up by nails if I need to lose, lose about 20 pounds. <laughs> lose some ass by kicking ass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> screw the, screw the, uh, the WBF. He's got a new diet plan going on right now. They make a humongous deal. Yeah about boss man not being able to have his handcuffs yeah and meanwhile nails is carrying a nightstick the mountie's carrying a cattle plot <laughs> repo man has a tow rope uh but you know boss man's got to put his handcuffs away and then skinner jumps him mm-hmm. and that's uh you know that's where he gets the advantage boss man turns it around pretty quick hitting uh skinner outside the ring uh, Skinner's like, look how smart I was. I escaped out of the ring. And he's doing that thing where it's like, well, yeah. I'm brilliant. And then he gets his ass kicked because he's not paying attention. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going on. We got a shot of WWF magazine, which features nails. Yeah. Vince says we get to probe him. <laughs> it's like he's a prison guy. The last thing this guy wants to be is probe. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They got Papa Shango on the cover, but then the article about nails with just his eyes and the 902714 902 yeah he's jason what a, very close to that he's in melrose place he is, he is. <laughs> just just across from there yeah that, that's the uh, zip code for the oc yeah we get a big heel move yeah from skinner at this point where he's outside the ring and he pulls something out of his pocket an alligator claw and, 
alligator claw because what else would Skinner have? Yes, walking around. He's not going to have brass knuckles. Skinner doesn't carry around brass. He carries around alligator claws, of course. He uh, strangles the boss man with this alligator thing and does that thing where he's he's pretending to wrestle. So he's like moving, but what he's really doing is putting, uh, making sure the ref can't see the alligator claw. Yeah. But there is a shot where the ref is looking right at the alligator claw. Oh, yeah. He doesn't do a good job. No, not at all. Yeah, the referee is like a dog in a cane away from like being able to officiate because it's like the claw staring him right in the face. I'm gonna hide myself from the ref, but the ref's gonna see it anyway. Uh, Vince is lamenting that the boss man came back too fast. This is the first he shouldn't have taken this this match against Skinner. He should have like eased his way in with a couple of uh, like uh, Dwayne Gill matches. <laughs> Uh, and I'm thinking, wait, wait, he shouldn't have taken a Skinner match. Like, who's worse than Skinner? Skinner's not, yeah, high on the food chain right now. So I think out of all of the non-red tight matches, Skinner's the best one right now. You know, he's like, I would even put like El Matador above Skinner. Yeah, at this point. El El Matador, El Matador can kick Skinner's ass. The boss man's gonna have no problem with him. The only thing we've seen Skinner do is lose against anybody else. Yes, yeah, they just put him in big matches uh, uh, to lose. He's not winning anything. Skinner is biting the boss man, then attacking him from the ropes. I mean, like, I don't think he's had a legal move in the match. Yeah, well, that's that's what a perfect heel would do. He's doing a great job as a heel. Yeah. Yeah, and the ref is like watching him bite him. <laughs> it's like, this is the worst ref of all time. He's yeah. Well, you know, you have your it, it, being a ref is very subjective. You know, it's just like being an ump in a baseball game. You know, the the strike zone could be a little bit wider for for some <laughs> than others. Whereas a ref in a wrestling match, hey, you know, you want to bite somebody sometimes. You know, I'll give you a warning. But yeah, he, he keeps on counting. Like I'm, 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 I'm I mean it this time. He's, he's like a parent yeah. who, who like one, two, and the kid doesn't <laughs> give a shit. They're like, well, no. two and three quarters, uh, <laughs> two and eight tenths. Yeah. I'm going to take your favorite toy away. It's like, doesn't give a shit. Boss man, just, the turnaround for this match is just like boss man slam and it's over. Yeah. Like Skinner actually had the better match. Skinner was kicking his ass like 95% of the match. And if it wasn't for the boss man slam, that's the only move he gets. Yeah. And, and, he, and he wins with it. And then it was over. It seems like that's the way to do a lot of these uh, uh, heel against face matches at this point, because you give the the heel the amount of time on the offense to show that he is still, you know, has some strength to him. Uh, but then, you know, get the get the face to just come in, hit their finishing move, and it's over. And that way, the the face looks really good, but then the heel still doesn't you know doesn't get buried as much whereas if boss man just came in and just kicked the shit out of skinner left and right then skinner would just be you know throw some red tights on him and there you go yeah i guess yeah i guess you want to sympathize with the boss man you want to feel like he might lose and he overcame yeah but in his triumphant return and he has to fight nails and he can barely beat skinner i was like oh i don't know <laughs> yeah that's true standing out from the crowd crowds filled with uh, a multitude of men with mustaches and mullets <laughs> it's it's amazing that's that's the that's the day and age, man. 92, 91, 92. If you didn't have a mullet, you were not cool. Yeah, like the 70s was like every bad color put together. Mm-hmm. And the 80s was like the future gone wrong with like shoulder pads and hair. and Every bad 
bad neon color. Yeah. Yeah. And the 90s was mullets. Yep. We went on to the mullets. Hockey hair and mustaches. Especially if you're a wrestler or, or a wrestling observer. Yeah. So I think I had a little bit of a mullet at that point. I had the opposite. I had like the long bangs and yeah, I didn't go for the long bangs until uh, until after the grunge era hit. Mm. So give it a few more years there. Right. At this point, I had like the 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 tail going with uh you know the feathered front. So I was still in my my poison phase. Yeah, I, I miss my hair. <laughs> <laughs> we cut the Vince and Mister Perfect against the green screen. Perfect's wearing his uh, mock turtleneck, early '90s wind band conductor uniform. Of course. Vince is asking him about the main event of SummerSlam, because I guess in lieu of actually having Flair and Perfect do something, they're going to have them interfere in the main event, which I guess keeps them in the main event picture without actually having to be... I guess if you put Flair on the undercard, he's he's like uh, just like any uh, anybody else, uh, a mid-carder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my question about this whole thing, because obviously they've... Th- they- the the main focus is Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior in this, but they're trying to keep Flair, they're trying to keep Perfect into it, and I'm just kind of sitting there. Okay, Perfect's commenting on how his phone is ringing off, ringing off the hook between Macho Man and an Ultimate Warrior, and, and Perfect, and they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, what's what's the end game on this angle? Like, where? And and this is, I guess, what makes it intriguing for me. Uh, to watch SummerSlam because mm-hmm. I want to know like I okay Ultimate Warrior is cool Macho Man's cool but the story build up for this match has not been great if right. you don't add flair and perfect to that mix I agree and I think this is like unlike Wrestlemania 7 which had like a real grudge mm-hmm. like Wrestlemania 7 was Macho I guess he sends out Sherry to the Warrior, and he says, uh, you know, try to get me a title shot. So mm-hmm. uh, Sherry goes over to the Warrior says, like, after you beat Sergeant Slaughter, will you give the Macho King his, uh, you know, a title shot? And he says, no. Actually, he says, <laughs> right? So now Macho's pissed. So he goes out in the middle of the uh, Slaughter match and, and just <laughs> nails him with the scepter like he's like, hitting a fastball. Yeah, and cost him the title. So now their match is Evil Macho against Uncrowned Champion because he just got screwed. Uh, warrior career versus career. So one of them yeah. has to retire. So big stakes, yeah. bad guy, good guy. Here you got the same guys. It's later. It's for the title, but now you still got two good guys. Mm-hmm. Like Macho's just coming off of his big return tour where he's, you know, avenged uh, Elizabeth from Jake the Snake, throwing a cobra at each other and everything. Mm. So they got that, and Warrior, everybody's just happy to see him. There we go. So this actually puts some heat on it because it's not so much now, it's not face versus face, it's who's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. Instead of face versus face, it's which one's going to turn heel. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting way to have a face versus face match where one of them could potentially go bad. It makes the whole thing more intriguing because yeah. a lot of this card, a lot of the SummerSlam card was literally just kind of thrown together. Yeah, all of it. You know, we've been going. <laughs> yeah, we've been going through the entire summer, pushing the the tour, and now that the tour is completely gone, they've got four weeks to get SummerSlam together, and they just kind of threw names into a hat, and and here we are. So now they got to build some intrigue for that, and just like Macho Man and Ultimate, like Ultimate Warrior 
couldn't do it <laughs> uh, you know as much as uh, as much as you try and translate him he is he's not a good promo i'm sorry uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's not gonna tell the story for you <laughs> no he's not telling the story we're gonna need some subtitles exactly we're gonna need interpretive dance you know you needed somebody there with because macho does his thing and his his thing basically you know drawing little pictures in the air with his pinky uh <laughs> You needed you needed flair and perfect to like make this seem like more. It also saves both of them in the end because, as you said, there is some sort of chicanery that goes on at SummerSlam, so it doesn't really hurt either one of them because they're both like top faces right now. Yeah, you might be glad that they are still faces by the end. Yeah, you're like, oh, good, nobody turned evil. I'm happy about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's pretty good bad storytelling. It's a pretty good mm -hmm. way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally agree with you, though, with about the tour, because, uh, you know, WrestleMania is probably April, May, June, July. So you had four months yeah. of pushing those stories. Mm -hmm. And now in four weeks, you got to shuffle the deck and try to put a, a brand new card together. Yeah. While still, the tour's still going. Yeah. Like, if... The dark web person hadn't cut out Sean Mooney, we'd still be looking at those matches in the garden. Mm -hmm. Goofy times. Well, moving on with the show because Bossman kicked ass, and that's how we got started. No, uh, no real intro this time. But we run down the card. It will be Razor Ramon, which uh, I actually stopped and thought I was on the wrong week because I'm like, wait mm -hmm. a minute, we saw Razor last week. Yes, we did. And that's yeah. you know we've seen. Usually it's week on, week off. Mm -hmm. you, know, you see Money Incorporated one week, you won't see him the next. You'll see him the week after. You might see a picture in picture of the week yeah. in between. Promo. Yeah, promo. Right. Yeah. Uh, but here we got Razor again. So I'm like, did I jump a week? Yep. But no, he's he's back to back. They're pushing Razor Ramon. And he changes he changed his shit too. He's in red instead of yep. yellow, even though it's the same yeah. thing. Um, we got The Undertaker. We got the greatest act ever in professional wrestling, the guy in the giant Kamala. Ooh, I, make, I just want to make that sound. Oh, Kamala over delivers today. I mean, this is, oh, he does. This is Kamala's episode. It is. We get uh, Money Incorporated and a special interview with the World Wrestling Federation champion. Finally, we get to see Macho Man Randy Savage emerge from witness protection he's going to be on the show <laughs> he's going to be on the show yeah right and now. and that's yes. what we're in for all right looking forward to it yeah so always be closing a always bbc closing always be closing we're back from commercial and we got a close-up on uh young mullets <laughs> eating wwf ice cream bars i couldn't really see who they're eating but they got somebody no i didn't see that i just had the ice cream bars a plenty Oh, yeah, everybody's got them. Everybody's got it. It's like, you know, uh, corporate went over there and say, here, eat these. We're just going to take pictures of you. I was just thinking that. Are these guys just like random yeah. people in the crowd that the camera guy picked up? Oh, they're eating the ice cream bars. Let's get these guys. Or do you think they gave mm -hmm. them ice cream bars and filmed them? Uh, I, w I would venture, I guess, is to say eat these ice cream bars. <laughs> yeah, they seem to always be like one bite in. You never see a guy with just a stick. Exactly. I'm beginning to think planting, yeah. Uh, we got the Fink. The Fink gets to uh, not do anything. He has to give the microphone over to Dr. Harvey Whippleman. I still, I, I've searched ProQuest. I have yet to find his dissertation. <laughs> so uh, I've been looking for it. I'm trying to figure out what, what his uh, dissertation was on and how he defended. What his doctorate is in? Not published to my knowledge. 
I don't know who is on his defense committee, but <laughs> imagine if it was like Kim Chi and Kamala. <laughs> He's doing his defense and like Kamala has to ask him questions about it. Kamala's like filling out forms. Yeah. He's like, um, your literature review. I, we have a question about it. Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did dispute that research too. I agree. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> woman introduces the Uganda giant and kimchi. A little girl is holding her ears while holding a foam nightstick. So not only are we getting that Kamala scares small children, we're also getting you can buy some some merch. <laughs> we have boss man nightsticks. Yes, promoting the law and order that is the big boss man. That's right. He will protect you from the Ugandan giant. He will. Vince is talking about uh, the match he has with Summer uh, Slam against the Undertaker. Bell rings and um, Kamala comes in chopping our red tight. I don't know who the red tight was. It's like a mystery. Red. Oh, Joe Steele. His yes, his name is Joe Steele. Uh, and as uh, as it looks on the IWDB, he has two matches to his name. One is this one, and the other is against Razor Ramon. Is it the same time period? Is it like from the same taping? It's yeah, it's right around the same uh, area there. So I would guess it would be two televised matches, as I've come to figure out from this website that I've been going to to see these things. So right, so this this is it. This is like his big break. Yeah, yeah, these two on TV, and that's it. Exactly. Vince uh, says Kamala is just plain savage, as opposed to a Randy Savage. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Vince is hinting, but also backpedaling from the idea that Kamala might be a cannibal. <laughs> well, he did say he was going to have The Undertaker for dinner. Right. Yes. Yeah, frozen food. Yes. He likes his dinner cold. He does. Uh, but I don't know. It, like, either say it or don't. Like, I don't know why he was hesitant about saying that he was a cannibal. I mean, why not have him be a cannibal character? Maybe that was above the uh, above the lawyers for WWF right now. We can't We can't say he's a cannibal right now. It's it's too early in the nineties. Larry's <laughs> like, eh, yeah, not not in this time slot, Vince. We can't tell children that he eats people. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of torn. This this match has uh, Kamala. He isn't wrestling. He doesn't do like a lot of lockups. No. Um, <laughs> he knocks him down and just starts standing on the guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Like... I have a lot of um, a lot of chops. A lot of throwing off the rope foot to the throat uh foot off the ropes like a lot of just like kicking and and choking yeah um chops on mat foot on mat yeah just it, this is the, this is what kamala should be doing you never want to see kamala do like a wrestling move like if he does like a, a front russian leg sweep i'm out yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> she's going for the sharpshooter <laughs> like yeah exactly kamala's got What's him in the crippler on? cross face <laughs> like <laughs> yeah he shouldn't be able to do any wrestling moves no uh one of the things that took me out of it is like the ref counts and like kamala will break the hold like mm. kamala should have no idea why the ref is even there that's true <laughs> as a matter of fact I really wish Kamala was wrestling when they're wearing the stripes. Yes. Because I'd love for Kamala to think he was like in the ring with a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> Start hunting him with the spear. Facing the ref with the spear. That would be awesome. He could go grab his spear, grab his, grab yeah. his, his, his shield, and he starts like hunting the ref. Kim Chi's <laughs> trying to tell him, no, he's not a zebra. Yeah. Don't kill the ref. Like hiding behind the ropes like they're ferns. <laughs> yeah. 
He's stalking the ref. <laughs> He's stalking the ref. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be absolutely awesome. Perfect events at this point kind of give a shit. They're talking about the Macho Man and his upcoming interview. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that's where uh, Perfect's going to be exposed as a liar. Like the Macho's got to come out and say, you don't, you're not calling me. I'm not calling you. Yeah. We're, not, we're not talking. But he's speculating. Yeah. Uh, Kamala does all of his moves twice. And I mean both of his moves. <laughs> like he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's done twice because that's the, you know, he's very limited. He is. He does that little spinning heel kick off the off the rope. That's like the closest he gets to an actual wrestling move. Right. Yeah. He does need to be reminded to roll the guy over, but he doesn't try to hook the foot. He doesn't keep on rolling him. I was a little disappointed at the end. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for that, but that didn't happen. But then Kamala makes up for it by getting he can't get out of the ring he gets out of the ring and then he doesn't know where to go next and he starts like <laughs> leaving jumping the fence like leaving the crowd like going over the uh the barricade into the crowd oh yeah that was awesome yeah he was going out shield style there yeah he's going out shield style he's like leaving <laughs> he's going out shield style like he doesn't know what the, yeah. uh, the where he where he was he just like going yeah. out he's like why well, should i be coming out an aisle i can go wherever i want this was brilliant because they cut the commercial like oh kamala's confused again ha ha mm-hmm. but they did it for a reason like yeah he's coming out of the crowd he they finally fish his ass out of there mm-hmm. and put him in the right direction where he can go back up the aisle but the Undertaker's coming down the aisle for his match. Uh-oh. I'm like, that's pretty smart. That Well, it's like the first real confrontation, if you want to call it a confrontation, uh, that we have between these two. Because we did get... Um, we did get interviews right. with Gene over the last couple of weeks. One with uh, Whippleman talking with Kamala mugging. And then... Uh, one with Paul Bear and the Undertaker, and of course, you know they're going after each other in that sense. But there was no real confrontation. There was no standoff before that. So this is the first and I believe only time, yeah, um, that they are you know face to face. And it's I wanted it to be something a little bit more. Yeah, it was a little weak. It was kind of weak, and Vince tries to play it off like, you know, oh, you're going to get a lot more of that. And I'm like, really? If that's what we're going to get, that's not much. Yes, that's not a lot. It's just literally Undertaker just standing there staring at him while Kamala's like, you know, going past him and Kimchi just kind of holding him back a little bit. That was it. I just love the setup because it suckered me in. I'm like, oh, look how funny. Kamala doesn't mm-hmm. know where he's going and he's leaving yeah. through the crowd. Yeah. And then they, they cut back from commercial and they finally fish him back. And it's like, we got another match to start. And the mm-hmm. gong yeah. hits. And everybody's like, oh, shit. That's his <laughs> opponent. Yeah. Oh, like it was a yeah. perfect accidental meeting of them. Yeah. But yeah, it could have turned into something more. Like we didn't need the Undertaker match. No. We know he's going to beat up the red tight. Yeah. Have the big Undertaker moment be him and Kamala going at it. And there, there is no match. Like, mm-hmm. they're beating the shit out of each other. And it's a no contest. Match never yeah. starts. Because did I really need to uh, see the Undertaker fight the red tight? I don't even know who the red tight was. I wrote down red tight who gives a shit. Well, the, like, red tight is, the red tight is Chris Duffy. Also known as the bouncer later in life all right so he he actually went on to kind of be somebody just called the bouncer the bouncer the bouncer that was his his character later but yeah i just have after that's that's all we learn about him and it just says quick match with two 
with the tombstone. That was it. Three moves. The only reason for this was so he could have a little bit of a confrontation with Kamal. Yeah, screw the match. Just have a bigger co- confrontation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, who's it? Choke slam, flying clothesline, tombstone, and it's over. Mm-hmm. One thing I did like is you know, Paul Bear is just so good. Mm-hmm. Like you really, he is so subtly good, and everything he does is for a reason. Undertaker's beating the guy up. He's like this soulless zombie. Mm-hmm. He's not going to stop. And Paul grabs his hair and shows him the urn, and then has the Undertaker follow the urn out. He's like, Nah, stop screwing with this guy. Mm-hmm. Here's the urn, and the Undertaker now drags his attention away from the guy who's gonna, whose ass he was going to kick yeah, and just moves to follow the urn. I saw some piece of merch that I remember, and I don't know why these were being sold at the time. These huge towel yes. banners, yeah. blankets, these gigantic like blankets. I saw this Undertaker one. Yeah. Who the f*** buys an undertaker blank <laughs> with his face over there with the eyes like it's like a beach towel man is that what it was were they huge beach towels i think it was a beach towel that's what it looked like to me like i would i would have undertaker on my beach towel why not man I guess, yeah, if it's a beach towel maybe but if it's like your blankie yeah. if it's a blankie maybe not i don't yeah, know if be- i want him staring at me while i'm trying to fall asleep rest In me. <laughs> no, I don't want to rest. I can't rest now. I can't rest. Come <laughs> on. I mean, that would make sense with this gimmick. It should say rest in peace. The exit made me think about how similar, like, Paul Bearer and The Undertaker are with Kimchi and Kamala. Like, mm-hmm. one's a, a crazed savage that doesn't really know why he's there and has to be led around. And then you got this zombie guy who for some reason is controlled by this urn and the, and this mortician and he's mm-hmm. led around a bit like he you know undertaker has a little bit more free will but also he seems to be like being controlled by a handler just like kamala is just in a different way it's like i never noticed that parallel until i saw paul pull his hair look at the urn and say come with me and like kind of control him with it yeah yeah you know? oh yeah there it is yeah controls him with the urn uh How about that what I haven't seen, and I wish he kept on doing, because it was such a cool move, and he did it a couple of times when we were watching the blow-off shows, mm-hmm. where he was doing that uh, scoot out of the way. Someone's bouncing off the ropes, and he's about ready to hit The Undertaker, but The Undertaker like scoots sideways out of the way, like, like moonwalks away. Yeah. I wish he had kept that, because I thought that was cool, and I haven't seen it since. That was a good one. Uh, perfect leaves. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> he just leaves the booth. Yes, he le- he says he has business to take care of at this point, uh, which we we kind of you know a little bit of foreshadowing here. But the Macho Man interview is coming up. They should have '90s the shit out of that. Like had him look at a beeper. <laughs> uh, dude, I got beep nine one one. I gotta go. Hold on. Uh, oh, I gotta go. Big Zach Morris phone. Like something like that'd that. be great. Uh, Awesome. This Body Stars ad, holy shit. Oh, my God. This camera yeah. is, like, there's nothing but boobs and crotch. I don't know if I'd want to be the uh, the camera guy. On <laughs> camera two. Yeah. You keep on getting people's faces. Yeah, stop. Stop Stop it with the rule of thirds. Just shoot crotch. <laughs> it's, all, it's all crotch and boobs the whole time. It's all crotch and boobs. Look at your shot list. 
crotch yeah. crotch boobs crotch crotch boobs <laughs> boobs crotch but but crotch boobs do you see face anywhere in here no. i didn't think so knock it off you're fired you're fired there's too much face in that i need more boob look it's three boobs to one crotch <laughs> this is a three boobs to one crotch ratio yeah and we need to adhere to otherwise the lawyers are going to be on my ass that's right yeah, but yeah, there's. I guess it's called body stars. It's not called face stars. I don't know what I'm expecting, but yeah. So it is the fit, famous, fun, and the sun show that shapes the '90s. Ah, based on the amount of uh, episodes that it had, which still, to my knowledge, is not too many because i can't find them anywhere i right. can't find a single one of them they weren't shaping too much of the 90s no i think they were more followers than leaders i, th I think that's what we're saying here <laughs> hey well we get out of there with a the chromatic scale and that's great a little pop and circumstance elgar in the house macho man orange sequence jacket yeah he looks like a sun kiss <laughs> 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 he does he does he's, he's quite, the orangest guy i've ever seen he's quite ripe um, he has a beach towel of course he does he's got a big green uh, if undertaker has a beach towel macho man's gonna have a beach towel too they never updated his wrestling buddy he, no they, they had the macho king he's got his yeah. like they never gave him one with the with the winged eagle belt not at all. Gene's talking about how uh, Mr. Perfect's uh, going to be in Macho's corner, or maybe mm -hmm. he won't. And uh, Macho, uh, I love Macho's angle on it. It's, it's like, hey, the warrior's really nervous because he hears that Perfect might be in your corner. He's like, great, we'll go with it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have here, he's like, hey, Macho's using the reverse psychology. Like, all right, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Like, I, I know that I, I, am not or am talking to him but i don't have to let anybody else know that yeah you know keep everybody in the dark and that's going to be to my advantage because the the ultimate warrior won't know uh and uh, if he does show up then the, that's to my advantage and if he doesn't show up it's going to throw ultimate warrior off his game it's it's psychology she's like what do you have to say about this macho and i would love for Saturday to be like mind your fucking business <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i am maybe i'm not yeah i need to do a yeah count on his uh interviews how many times does he say yeah we'll just cut all the yes together from one of the exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> totally unnecessary but i guess perfect is, is going to uh try to put the screws on to, into macho too because uh the way macho's playing it perfect didn't have to show up but perfect shows up anyway Mm -hmm. And uh, he's putting himself over and he says, uh, you know, you've been calling me. I let the cat out of the bag. Now the warrior is calling me. Mm -hmm. So now he's offered me even more money than you were offering me. So yes. pay up, bitches. One of you is going to like get my services. Yeah, let the bidding wars begin. I think yeah. we need to have like that auction. And Macho is just like, yeah, it is what it is. He might be with me, he might not. I don't know. I know the deal. Yeah. You don't know the deal. Just Yeah, I'm going to use this. That's very smart of Macho instead of denying it. I like that angle. Yeah, I kind of like tweening uh, Macho because he was super good coming back from retirement because he mm -hmm. couldn't wrestle anymore. Jake the Snake was throwing cobras at him and torturing his wife. Yeah. Everybody wants him back. They have a big petition to get him back. He comes back. Everybody's thrilled to see him again because, mm -hmm. you know, 
we had a chance to miss him. Yeah. And he goes right into the title picture. But like, now what? He's going to be like a happy good guy? He's Randy Savage. You know, he's like, no. yeah, he's a bad guy. He's still going to have that little, you know, slyness to him. That's part of his gimmick. Yeah. And it always will be. Yeah, this is when, after this promo, I was like, this is smart. This is a great way to have face versus face because now the tension is, will one of them cheat? Will one of them turn heel? Mm-hmm. When it's face versus face, it's, there's maybe you like have a guy you like more than the other and you want to win. Yeah. But there's no tension. But now you got tension because now one of them can go bad. I like it. Yeah. Good, good move. Good move. Uh, well, yeah. Once again, like, you know, they, they have created a story that I can get into. And now I do want to watch SummerSlam 92. Yeah. You know, it did. It didn't take them that long. No. Whereas you think about it, if they took flair and, and perfect out of this picture, I would care less about this match. Agreed, agreed. We're back from break, and we got Red Tights Tim McNeevy and yes. Jerry Seaver. Okay, so it is actually, so you are right, it is Jerry Seaver, but in the lower third, they have it as Jerry CV. <laughs> so they because so i i don't know if they did that on purpose or just the guy that was typing the lower third just screwed up because it, it was tim McNeevy, and then he was kept just put it in there as jerry cv jerry siever uh also known as jerry stevens went by another name <laughs> <laughs> jerry springer no no you will never get this one but it's I mean, Jerry Mouse, very late 80s, early 90s uh, horror movie reference. He went by the Candyman. <laughs> Hold up. Time <Yes>. out. <laughs> None of these guys look like Tony Todd. <laughs> nope, not at all. Not at all. And uh, Tim Mc... McNeever or whatever it is. What is it? Uh, yeah, Tim, Mc... Tim McNeevy. Um, his last name is actually Tim McNeeny. Uh, and I guess they just wanted these guys to see more like a tag team. So they just put their last names as McNeevy and Stevie. Stevie and <laughs> Stevie and McNeevy. Or Stevie and McNeevy. All right. Yeah. Well, that's about all that they're alike. They're not wearing anything that matches. No. Like one guy's in uh, like a singlet. One guy's in purple shorts. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing to make these guys a t- tag team. No. But uh, luckily we have a tag team coming down. We get to we laugh. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Greatest baseline in the history of professional wrestling theme songs. Mm-hmm. We got uh, Money Incorporated and for some reason Jimmy Hart. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that was on your side. For some reason Jimmy Hart just because. I see FSRJHJP. <laughs> It's like, oh, for some reason, Jimmy Hart, just because. That's my shorthand for Jimmy Hart. I, actually, I think Jimmy Hart has less letters. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> for some reason, Jimmy Hart, just because. That should be your next tattoo right there. Just FSRJHJB. <laughs> yes. On my knuckles. How many is that? One, two. Is that three, eight? Four. That's eight. Perfect. That's, uh, no, yeah. it's seven. It's seven. It's seven. I got uh, one extra. Ah, uh, that's it. FSRJHJB. I like it. <laughs> I like that's it. Your, that's going to be my power bracelet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, for some reason, Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy Hart's wearing 
his uh, um, Money Inc. jacket that looks like it was made by the same people that do his Nasty Boys jacket. Yeah, he's got the airbrush guy. He was airbrushed yeah. before RVD. Yeah, we got Jimmy Hart, the whole effing show. The <laughs> whole show. <laughs> <laughs> he does the thumbs just because. <laughs> just like three because. thumbs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that, you know, I, I would think like I'm just looking at the back of his jacket and it says Money Inc. and like the big green letters off the back. And it's like done in the same font as like the Nasty Boys and everything. I was like, I you would think like Money Inc. would be a little bit more formal. Yeah, a little refined. Yeah. It should be in uh, whatever font money's in. Yes, exactly. Vince with his dad joke of the night. This tag team means business. Ha, 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 ha. Money Inc. They mean business. Yes. Which also reminds me, it was we, we weren't just in time for shit this week. No. We got the cold open match, and then they just went right into what our matches, what the rest of the, the night was going to be about. So there was no banter between Perfect and Vince. No, we, we, we were barely in time to watch the boss man fight Skinner. So is this a new model? Will we see this going forward, where they just start out with a match like that? Or are we going to get a just-in-time sometime soon? I don't know if it's to uh, build up excitement for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I do remember them doing a new uh, new intro on a major uh, title holder. Mm-hmm. I remember Hogan really was prominent before WrestleMania six, and then I distinctly remember because I need I saw what led up to six. I wasn't getting pay per views back then, mm-hmm. so I missed six. But I saw the week before and the week after. And the week after, it starts with the Ultimate Warrior. Mm -hmm. And he was the opening of the show. Mm -hmm. And not Hogan anymore. It's like, new champion. This is our guy. I'm curious to see if we're going to have a different intro once we get intros again. Mm -hmm. uh, Or not. Uh, Perfect's back. He's managed to get back from the green screen. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Uh, Ted and IRS are being the hell out of one of the red tights. Like, yeah, they just they just kick the shit out of these guys. Like everybody that they face, they're just like, come on, you know. You even see like DiBiase, like after he tags the one red tight out, and the other one comes in. DiBiase is like, come on and get your beating. Yeah, <laughs> just like, come over here and take it. Yeah, it's like here's your initiation. You want to be a wrestler? Here you go. Yeah, but we get a picture and picture of Paul Ellering and the f-ing puppet. Yeah, that's our LOD promo. Yeah. Yeah, there's no LOG whatsoever. It's just, it's all about this stupid puppet right now. The focus has been all about the puppet and not about the tag team. And that's just lessening what LOD is. Yeah, this the minute the puppet came out is like, if you really look, the LOD never recovers from it. Like, you never get kick-ass LOD. No, somebody should have been fired over this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who came up with... Who booked this shit, Thanos? Yes. <laughs> I did not book this shit. It was not me. And he just keeps using the word. I, I think um, Ellering's very, uh, he thinks he's a good ventriloquist. And he revels in when he can figure out how to say a specific word without moving his lips that much, even though you can totally tell he's moving his lips. So his word this week is smorgasbord. Yeah. His smorgasbord of violence. I think he's he's enthralled with the fact that he can now kind of, uh, you know, throw his voice while saying the word smorgasbord. 
they don't even give him too much of a chance to, to prove that. Like, they go into this extreme close-up of the puppet, mm-hmm. and you don't get to see... Like, Ellering starts it, you can kind of see him, like, working his ventriloquism magic, and then they just, like... It starts... It goes from a two-shot to only the puppet. Yeah. It's like, the is the puppet facing Money, Inc.? Because <laughs> that would be awesome. I would change my mind if Rocco had the face <laughs> Money, Inc., <laughs> I would root for the puppet in that one. I'd be like, that would, that would yeah, <laughs> go Rocco. Yeah. So I'm thinking there's two sides to this coin. Like Ellering's thinking like he's a an amazing ventriloquist. He's like, no, I got this puppet. I'm going to, you know, I, I can show you guys how good of a ventriloquist I am. We're going to put this with LOD. And meanwhile, the guy behind the camera is just like, just focus in on the puppet. Don't let Ellering know that we're not showing his face. (laughs) (laughs) We can totally tell that he's moving his lips on this. So we're just going to focus straight in on the puppet. Camera two, pan, 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 pan. Just keep panning. Pan and zoom. Pan and zoom. Don't let Ellering know. Don't let him know. (laughs) He's not that good. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, my God. How awesome would SummerSlam be if it's like... Money Inc.'s in the ring. Oh, what a rush. But LOD doesn't show up. Ellering walks down with the puppet, puts the puppet in the corner. The puppet's got the pads on. <laughs> puppet comes to life like a goddamn Chucky doll. <laughs> Massacres like DiBiase and for Mike Rotundo uh-huh. in front of everybody. Like, holy shit! <laughs> Rocco's pulling off suplexes. <laughs> Rocco from the top rope <laughs> snaps Rotunda's neck. That's awesome. Now we know why the Firefly Funhouse is filled with puppets. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ray Wally, it's like, goddamn puppet killed my dad. Yes. <laughs> SummerSlam 92. That's it. <laughs> Rocco killed my dad. Uh, it all comes full circle. It does. It totally does. <laughs> Jimmy Hart, actually, I got to hear him. Which oddly enough is he, sometimes you don't. Yeah, Rotunda's in the uh, in the ring and Jimmy Hart's on his megaphone and he's like, "I don't think he paid his taxes, Irwin." Just <laughs> like wailing on him more. <laughs> That's actually a good line. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. IRS is, is so good a wrestler. Like he does a flying yeah. clothesline, like from one end of the ring to the other. Like, yep. like he could do a long jump taking this guy out. Nice. I guess it's DiBiase's turn to win because we get a million dollar dream and not whatever the hell IRS uses. Yeah, I was I was kind of uh, shocked by that. I was like, we haven't seen the million dollar dream for a little while. Well, yeah, they alternate every once in a while, and they were really careful not to do the dream if Virgil or Sarge was in in mm. the uh, match in a match that day because both of them used the same move. That could be why. Yeah, it's the same move, but called something different. Yeah, yeah. Virgil was using something else last time. I forgot what he used, but I was like, well, oh, he didn't use the, the dream. Yeah. This was awesome. I've never seen this before. Like, <laughs> yeah. head stuffing the money in the red tight's mouth. Yeah. That's, he's done a billion times, but IRS takes the money. I, IRS takes the money back. I, I had that too. I was, I was like, like, the tax awesome. man took his money. <laughs> that, that just fulfills the gimmick right there. It does. He's like... Oh, that was income. That's taxable. And then he drops an elbow on him. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like, yep. I'll take your money. And boom. <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> Always be closing. Always. 
be closing. The new edition of Poster 3 at newsstands um, and LOD is going to be featured. Yeah, we get LOD, we get uh, Bulldog, some po- uh, pictures of both of those in our posters. And we are off to a SummerSlam update fairly quickly. Yeah, because we dark web cut out the Sean Mooney event center, so we don't get that. Mm-hmm. But we get uh, Mean Gene running through the program. Well, some of it. We're missing. We're missing like the undercard of it. We got the main events and and some of the semi mains, but we don't have like the Virgil match and stuff. Yeah. Here. No. Uh, main event is gonna be Warrior uh, versus Macho, and Perfect and Flair are gonna be doing shenanigans. Yes, Gene is quite confused. Yeah. <laughs> Where will Flair and Perfect be? I guess since we had the Macho interview, we, we're not getting promos on that one. No. I see Champ Match with Brett and the Bulldog and Diana Hart-Smith with some capital A acting going on in her promo. Oh my god, this was absolute, just, this was a train wreck to watch. I felt like it needed, like, Wilson Phillips music in the background, <laughs> you know? It's all about like how they're breaking up the family. You know what? What is the family going through? They will, they'll never be friends again. Uh, meanwhile, we know the future. So, um, yeah. Uh, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, has she watched wrestling ever before? <laughs> the whole time with her like sobbing and trying to cry and really being emotional. Yeah, I'm thinking Diana Hart. Like, this is it. This is gonna be. My, my the reel I send to my auditions, mm-hmm. like when they're casting, yeah. I got my agent, and they're yes. gonna send this thing out, and this is gonna be look. I made TV, and look at how great I can act because she I can, is. <laughs> I can finally get my spot on Dallas. Yeah, capital A <laughs> acting. I'm gonna be on a British soap. Yeah, and that doesn't end there. We get a promo from the Bulldog. Of course, yeah. Uh, and it's all just, you know, they just keep pushing the whole family angle to no end. It's like, okay, because we haven't had any kind of, um, you know, confrontation no. between these two once again. Uh, and it's it's just been promo after promo after promo. What you need is to get these two families in the ring, you know, get, get Steve Harvey up there and family feud the shit out of this thing. <laughs> You know, and I, I think that would, that would, you know, somebody will screw up their answer and then they'll start wailing on each other, you know, flipping tables and just, you know, beating the shit out of each other. And now we've got a, a match set up. Yeah. The, the promo, the promo versus promo match setup just doesn't work for me. I need some kind of confrontation. We have three promos for this match. We have Diana Hart, we have Bulldog, and then Brett does one. Mm-hmm. And the family have their thing like, oh, it's awful because they're they're fighting and people are taking sides and it's really hard on the family. Mm. And Brett and Bulldog's promo is always the same. Yeah, family's going crazy, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna win. It's just like I'm gonna win. This is all about me. Screw you, Bulldog. Yeah, disasters against the Beverly Brothers for the tag team titles. Beverly's Fredo Macho does the promo first. I can handle things. I'm smart. And they actually have a, a decent little angle on this because this actually works with the Beverly Brothers gimmick now mm-hmm. because, uh, um, you know, the, the natural disaster or they're, they're saying uh, they're, they're not spoiled. They're just privileged. And I'm like, OK, I can get behind that. You know, you guys are very first of all, you're called the Beverly Brothers. So you associate like Beverly Hills or whatever it is with privilege and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, 
uh, and they're you know they're a good looking tag team, so that makes sense. And and then uh, it cuts to the natural disasters, and they're like you have to to earn that privilege. Um, uh, so there's there's some there's some meat on that bone, I guess you want to say. Uh, but once again, no conflict. It's just promo against promo at this point. And I can't get behind those matches. It's just like, eh, there, there's nothing. Yeah, there's no, there's no reason these guys f- are fighting except for they're fighting. Yeah. Like, yeah. you've watched four, four months of them, like, humiliating the Legion of Doom week after mm-hmm. week. Yeah. But we're getting a disastrous Beverly Brothers match. Yeah. And so far, their their conflict is just, oh, wait, we're fighting you? Okay, or well, I'm just going to cut a promo against you. And that's it. We do get a Kamala promo. <laughs> Before that, we have the Disasters promo and Earthquake. Is, like, oh, Tugboat's yeah. doing his shit. It's like, yeah, okay. You you, you guys think you're better than everybody else? We're, we're the champions. You got to be better yeah. than us. Yeah. And then Earthquake comes in like all screamy. <laughs> yeah, Earthquake took a few hits before this one. And he's just... like yelling something. All I have is Earthquake all hyped up. <laughs> he is so coked up. He is. He is completely coked up on this one. He just went off the deep end on this. <laughs> Tugbud's looking at him like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did you just come from? Dial it down. Oh my god. We have in your locker room. <laughs> Goodness. That's killing me. But yes, you are right. We are saved from all of that crap because we got Kamala. We do go to the Kamala just mugging at the screen while Whippleman's screaming. <laughs> uh total like his 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 promos are just total chaos and <laughs> I love every minute of it yeah he's looking at everything that he probably should never have seen before there's cameras there's lights there's a promo guy there's like Mm -hmm. they're trying to do business he has no freaking clue what what any of this stuff is and he is just going crazy it is yeah he had to have seen that scene in uh, king kong where they (laughs) he's on stage and they open the thing and kong has no idea why he's there what's going on and freaking out (laughs) because that's how he acts all the time and it's just great it's perfect. I love Kamala so much. He's the the best act ever. Yeah. Like that that dude was committed. <laughs> the model and Sean is the last thing that they're gonna plug and they have an interview with Sherry. Yeah. They put interview in quotes because there's you know, they're pretending that it's live. It's yeah, it's apparently there are some stipulations to this match. Um uh Gene references You're so vain, uh, which is a nineteen seventy two reference <laughs> he's 20 years behind the curve he's 20 years behind the curve on that uh but she says that the stipulations for this is that they won't hit each other in the face i remember this stipulation and i remember them kind of like teasing uh it in the last couple of weeks because sean would allow a red tight to get a shot in on his face and then he'd be like oh shit mm-hmm. am i okay <laughs> do i still look good where's my mirror Oh, my God. So, yeah, no hitting in the face. Well, that'll be interesting. Yes, and Sherry says that way she can enjoy them both. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to be one of those kind of matches. It is. It's a a three-way. It is. (laughs) Uh, It's okay if it's in a three-way. We... we, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm back and I'm like, what music is this? Who is this? Is this Crush's yeah. music? What music is this? And it is Jim Powers' music. Jim Jimmy Powers. Powers. Yeah, he got his own music uh, and a big entrance. I'm like, yeah. whoa. I was like, people actually remember him. <laughs> this is the fake me out episode between like Kamala thought was just doing a cute little I don't know where I am gimmick. And then it leads into a run in. Yeah. To uh, this, where it's like, oh, they're going to give Jimmy Powers a win. Yeah. Maybe this is Jimmy Powers, like, getting called up to the main roster. Uh, but no, Razor comes out to kick his ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's all he got. And I realized, um, and I, I wish I could find it, but um, the Razor's music. Yes. Uh, reminds because I was trying to figure out it reminded me of something. If you th- if you've ever seen uh, uh, Young Guns two. Yes, I have seen Young Guns two. If you listen to the the soundtrack of Young Guns two, it sounds like Razor's music. It's got that like da 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 da. Really? Yeah, I was trying to find. Uh, the orchestral score, because every time you look up Young Guns 2 music, it's that freaking Bon Jovi album that he put out. So so Razor Ramon, at one point in his career, was a, a young gun. He he hung with uh, Billy the Kid. Who's on first? Let's see. <laughs> young Guns 2 was 90. Yeah. Razor's in. Uh, I l- he makes a face like, I can't believe I have to waste my time fighting this guy. <laughs> What am I doing yep. in this match? Yeah. He's playing up the character really well. He's watch watch the gold, man. Watch the gold. <laughs> watch the gold, man. Powers gets some offense, but Razor does not sell a lick of it. No. Not one bit. Power slams Razor's head in the turnbuckle and nothing. Yeah. Razor does a lot of attacking from behind. I never noticed that before. Like, a lot of his moves are at the guy's back. Yeah. Yeah, Powers is getting a, a couple of counters in, but um, Razor does a lot of the... Uh, the the bad guy moves does the thumb to the eye yeah uh, a, to to regain the the advantage he does a uh, back suplex off the second rope and while he's doing it vince is going and here he goes off the top turnbuckle <laughs> i'm like it's nowhere near the top turnbuckle vince vince is completely out there he's on the second rope i guess he put jim powers on the top turnbuckles but mm. the move isn't off of it razor doesn't go up to the top razor would be like 17 feet in the air yeah. By the end of this uh, match, I feel like Perfect wants to date Razor Ramon. <laughs> I, it's hilarious. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they were tag team partners, if not champions, in like, uh, I don't know, AWA or some such shit. Yeah. Uh, together. But he is constantly complimenting Razor Ramon. He's well-proportioned. <laughs> he he uh, bites at his gimmick. He starts talking like him. He starts yeah, doing he the uh, Al Pacino. He does. Vince is like not loving his look. He's like, uh, oh, look at this guy with the gaudy and the gold and this. Mm-hmm. Like, like Vince is above it. Something tells me. Something tells me Vince McMahon's house looks like Razor <laughs> Ramon's chest. Yes, <laughs> it's quite gaudy. Yeah. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. It has to throw a a a Icopro. Always be closing. Oh, I just laughed my ass off when I heard that. These guys must be using Ica Pro. <laughs> I said, Ica Pro is probably the only substance Scott Hall never used. <laughs> That's true. I think he probably but used everything else. Everything else. But Ica Pro. I- Ica Pro would have put him over the edge. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. 
he was able to handle everything else. But if he started taking Nike Pro, especially the spray, yep, he, he he just would have never come back from that one. That's right. Throw throw his name up, put the dates up, and ring the bell yeah. ten times. Nike <laughs> Pro would have would have done Iker it. Pro would have done it. Razor, you know, he is like it's his second match, but he's like veteran bad guy. Like ref won't. Oh yeah, don't don't hold my hand. I'm not selling it. Like he's coming in like he's a superstar, a million bucks. He doesn't look rookie-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Nails looks like he's a rookie. Razor looks polished. Now, nah, Razor Razor looks like he's been doing this for quite a while. Yeah. And the 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 finisher move always looks uh, uh, pretty devastating. That's a that's a great finisher move. It was. And uh, we're out. Like the we cut to the event center with Sean Mooney, but the dark web uh, has censored it out. We don't even have it. Yeah, we're done. So we don't get to see that. That was it. Yeah. So uh, did you like the episode, Dan? It wasn't bad. Uh, it started out strong with the boss man Skinner match. Um, we got a little bit more meat into the Macho Man. Uh, uh, Ultimate Warrior match, so that that gave me a little bit more leading up to SummerSlam, which makes me want to see that. Um, and uh, you know, we got a, a Money Inc. match where, which is always fun because I just like watching those guys beat the shit out of somebody. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. There is no more tour. We're done. We're we're totally focused on SummerSlam because. Mm-hmm. This is, I guess, the week week three of heavy SummerSlam promotion, maybe four. And the first one was like yeah. barely any SummerSlam. We just got the uh, main event. Everything else was still about the tour feuds. And then mm-hmm. next time it was about 50-50 where we had like the tour matches and the summer more SummerSlam matches were coming out. And then last week, yeah, we still had some leftover tour stuff. And now it's been the show is 100% SummerSlam. We're not talking Papa Shango Warrior. Nope. We're not talking about uh, Tatanka and then the and his feathers. Like all that stuff is gone. So, uh, yeah, it's 100% SummerSlam. And I don't know if that's just a byproduct of the fact that we didn't have the event center that's still pushing the, the tour as it's going through Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the, the, the episode we got to watch was nothing but SummerSlam. Yep. I, I like Devious Macho. I thought that was a great way to make this a little bit interesting because now there's intrigue. Like, will one of these guys go bad? Now there's a little bit of a story there. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to get a story out of two good guys fighting each other. No. Uh, besides, you know, let the best man win. And you got, uh, I just noticed, I don't know why I didn't even think of this. Both singles titles matches are face face. Yep. Yeah. All the top faces are in the two main events. Yeah, that took me too long to realize. <laughs> I just realized that. Yeah. They must not have... Well, it, it, it's interesting because they were pushing Shango for the longest time as as pretty much the top heel going against Ultimate Warrior with all the stuff that he was doing. It, they could have easily used him in some sort of main event fashion in this, but I guess they felt that they had faces, all faces that were bigger draws yeah at i mean this point than shango was i probably would have liked to have seen undertaker shango versus mm-hmm. instead of undertaker kamala certainly yeah you, know, you can go kamala tataka mm-hmm. you can go you know but it's goofy it's a weird card it's just a really weird card because it's kind of it out is. of nowhere and yeah. with very little build up to any of them we should be really used to this we should really be used to four weeks to put together a pay-per-view card mm-hmm. yeah sure that's that's all the time we have because every, there's a pay-per-view every month now yeah but for some reason this sound this just feels like it fell out of thin air 
Yeah. What was your best match? I did like the boss man Skinner match, but I would have to say the Money Inc. match. Because once again, I just like those guys beating the shit out of people. Yeah, I couldn't really make up my mind. I guess boss man Skinner because you had face, uh, you know, two name guys ish, if you call mm-hmm. Skinner a name guy. But I kind of like the, uh, the story behind it. Like boss man's finally back with a real match and they gave him a real opponent. Yeah. Uh, so they're trying to tell a story there and also that he's vulnerable. I guess you're right. It, it, you you need to have him not just coming back strong and and nails is done for. Like yeah, it's it's good to have him like a possibility that he could lose because nails kicked his ass. Yeah, he kind of got through Skinner. Like he got his finisher, but yeah. Skinner really had the match. Yeah, that was all Skinner in that match. Uh, second place is Razor Powers. That I thought Powers was gonna get a get a break. I thought we were gonna have a Horowitz wins moment with uh, Powers. Uh, like hey. They gave him some music. Yeah. He's got his sequence. He's got a good look. What's the difference between Jimmy Powers and Paul Roma? Like uh, nothing. That's just, true. Yeah. Why not him? And Powers was was late eighties. He's yeah. he's past his prime now. It's oh, Razor well. time. It's Ramon. It's Ramon. It's time for Ramon. <laughs> yes. But solid squash matches. As far as squash matches go, they were they were decent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good good week. Powers again. My red tight of the week for the fake out. Because I was convinced they were going to push him until I heard the screechy car and out comes Razor. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh well. <laughs> yeah, I have to give it to Powers, too, because our, our the rest of our red tights uh, this week were very, very low-card red tights. You know, not a lot on them. And uh, shout out to Candyman, but that's about it. <laughs> Tony Todd should just come in and slap that guy. <laughs> if you're like a pasty white guy... <laughs> Why are you calling yourself the Candyman? Do you know how many pasty white serial killer movie guys there are? There's a billion of them. Throw a rock and you'll find a pasty white serial killer dude. Why are you the Candyman? I I couldn't. Maybe he's a different kind of Candyman. It's friggin' appropriation, dude. Cancel him. (laughs) Yep. Hashtag cancel Candyman. Cancel Jerry Stevens. Jerry Stevens, you're out. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Next week. Next week we get Crush. Oh, shit. We get Nails. Ugh. We get Brett. Okay. And then the match of where have these guys been? It's all people except for the Beverly Brothers, kind of, that it's been like, where the hell have they been? We get the Repo Man right. with the Beverly Brothers. So the Weep- Repo Man is kind of there. But then versus Jim Duggan. Yeah. We haven't seen him. No, he lost a tug of war. Yeah, that's that's the only time we saw him was that tug of war, but he hasn't been in a match. No, he's going to ref the Boston main event, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, and the Bushwhackers, who we haven't seen since like week two of starting this podcast. Yeah. D- did Teddy Long book this? <laughs> Got to be a six man. Six man player. <laughs> so, you know, these guys are coming back from god knows where i'm gonna go out on a limb and say the beverly brothers wins this match <laughs> i believe they are going to I'm, I'm gonna go out a limb, you know with you on there let's hope that that limb doesn't break man you could have turned the bushwhackers and have them align with skinner and have like a yesteryear version of the wyatt family with those guys <laughs> that's true that would be that'd be awesome swampy looking but i'd like to see um, yeah. what kind of I'd like to see what kind of like pop these guys are getting because they haven't been on TV unless they've been on challenge. Well, repo's nothing to like, and mm. the Beverly's are pretty good heels. So I, I think 
you could put anybody against them and and you know who the who to boo. Yeah. Well, that's true. So I don't know if you're really going to be cheering them, but you're going to be booing the other guys a lot. That better not be the cold open match. <laughs> like like we we slam into uh superstars next week right in the middle in the bushwhacker match. <laughs> like, yeah, right in the middle of it. We've got Duggan coming out. Oh. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, yeah, don't cold start me with a Duggan match. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. I, I'd rather it start the the old the old way. I want to I want to see the uh, theme music again, and I want it to be just in time for something. Again, I missed my banter with with Perfect and Vince. That's right. We need some puns. Yeah, that's a wrap, dude. That is. So uh, thank you for listening. Sayonara, Undertaker. Shawn Michaels has left the building. Um. Thanks for sticking us in your earballs. <laughs> <Your> ear <balls. laughs>